Do we have a problem? You're listening to the Don't Go Postal podcast with Donovan Stroud. to the first episode of the Don't Go Postal podcast. My name is Donovan Stroud, and I am the host of this show. This is my podcast. I am super proud to call it that, and it is something that I've wanted to do for quite a while, and it's helped me stay sane. Being able to sit here and talk about whatever I want has helped me get through this pandemic. Um, I usually do stand-up comedy, and I have not been able to because of the coronavirus. And so sitting here doing these podcasts has, like I said, helped me stay sane through expression. You know, being able to express myself and being able to try and be funny. You know, try and be entertaining. Because I know that one day people will listen to this. Um, I've recorded 21 episodes and I've just been sitting on them, sitting on them, sitting on them, sitting on them. And I am just now starting to release them. I was going to release the very first episode that I ever did, uh, but I am re-recording it because I hated it. And that's what you're listening to. This is a, a very recent episode. This is August 29th that I'm recording this. And, you know, I can talk about some topical things because of that. I'm going to release this you know, soon after. Um, But for the other episodes, I just want to say that uh, they were recorded months ago. And, you know, just take that as you will. Um, The reason I wanted to record over is, like I said, because I hated the first episode and now I have some, like, podcasting ability. And so I want to provide something that's entertaining uh, to you all because I was way too serious the first time I did it. Uh, So, yeah, those that episode, that first episode has just gone with the wind. It is it has disappeared. And another little disclaimer, um, the podcast is entirely audio for right now. I did record audio in a couple of the other episodes. And so if you hear me talk about anything or video, sorry, I think I said audio there. I, I'm not sure. Uh, I did record the video for some of the other episodes. So if you hear me talking about anything visual, like for those viewing, stuff like that, just know I was recording. You know, I did have some some video for y'all, but that fell through. I'm I'm working on a way to to get video for future episodes. But for right now, uh, I'm just keeping it simple. Just straight up audio. Alright, so uh, I named my podcast Don't Go Postal because I deliver the mail for the Postal Service, and it is a reference to uh, the term, uh, going postal. For those that don't know, that is a reference to, I think it was like the 1980s or 1990s, some mail carriers went a little bit crazy and went and shot up their office. Uh, I think one of them had gotten fired, one of them was just disgruntled or something like that. And so the the phrase, don't go postal or going postal, was coined 
because of that, you know? And so, you know, the point is to not go postal. You know, we don't want people doing that. We want people to stay sane. And this podcast, like I said, has helped me stay sane by expressing myself and being entertaining. And, you know, it's a... it's it's really been a, a game changer for me. It's been it's been definitely a hassle to record these episodes. You know, getting myself to be productive constantly is uh, definitely a challenge. I'm a lazy piece of shit. I don't have any discipline. I'm sure you'll hear me talking about that in some of the episodes. So, yeah, uh, I am proud of what I've done and. I really hope that you all enjoy uh, this episode and the future episodes. And let me know what you think. Send me emails. Send me emails at don'tgopostalpodcast at gmail.com. You can email me and it'll give me topics for the newer episodes when I, when I do them. Um, super excited for, y'all to, for, for you all to hear this. I'm definitely nervous. Uh just wanting everything to be perfect wanting this to be perfect is probably uh what's prohibited me from continuing on most of the time uh the fact that i'm re-recording the first episode is is pretty nuts you know and you are going to be like whoa i want to hear you know that first episode it might not be bad but i mean it might be bad but uh I'm definitely my worst critic. I, I, I'm fully aware of that. I am my biggest enemy and my worst critic. I think that every joke that I write, most every joke that I write is like something a, a kindergartner would come up with. Like I just think of myself as really dumb sometimes, even though I know that I'm not. I know that I'm smart. I know that I'm capable. I know that I'm willing. It's just my doubtful self takes over sometimes and you know you gotta just stuff that motherfucker down you gotta push him down be like hey don't doubt yourself just go over there yeah that's that's a great analogy it's a great advice and one thing i want to avoid is is getting on my high horse i don't know shit all right only thing that i know is i have made a lot of mistakes i've made a lot of mistakes in my life and i just recently started learning from them like it wasn't until i married my wife that or started dating my 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 wife once i started dating her and realized that when you make a mistake you can't make that same mistake or you will lose the relationship. It's that simple. And learning that definitely made it to where like things that weren't regarding the relationship mistake wise, like I can't keep making those same mistakes regarding myself or I will not progress as a human. And I feel like I have to continually progress. I hate getting stagnant and caught up in my addictions addiction I've been plagued by addictions my whole life you know just video games has been a big one uh alcohol I'm sober now from alcohol 
Um, doing good on that. Uh, I was, I've been addicted to marijuana, if you want to call it that. Just being able to just smoking all the time. And so I, I'm sober from these things, and I'm proud of myself. And yeah, just the the biggest self critic, biggest asshole to myself, and self doubter. That's that's me. That's that's me. Um, but that's all of us, you know. We all doubt ourselves, and I think that's just a part of human nature. And I gotta get over it, you know. But. I was gonna. I got some topics. Uh, I, I have topics for every episode, and I stuck with the same topics uh, for this episode that I did the first time I recorded it. And I was gonna talk about the coronavirus, and you know that's definitely been the 2020 has just been all about coronavirus, and you know it started out locking everybody down, and you know even when even when shit was locked down. I uh, was delivering mail and people would still be just, you know, walking around in the neighborhood. Like, even when it was, like, right at the height of the lockdown, people were still out and about. And I remember kind of judging them. You know, it's like, look at these people. Just out and about. How dare them? But, you know, the coronavirus has freaking affected everybody. And I know it sounds cliche to say that we're all in this together, but it seriously has affected everyone in some way, shape, or form. Um, Like I said, I haven't been able to do stand-up comedy, so it's affected me that way. Like That was a big outlet for me, being able to make a whole room full of people laugh. It's just exhilarating. Like I, I get chill bumps just thinking about it, like just... The energy, the magnetism behind stand-up comedy is so addicting, like so great. I love the community of people that I was with, even though a lot of them didn't like me, uh, but that's because I had some pretty bad suicide jokes. You know, just overall asshole, overconfident, cocky, you name it, not listening to people, disrespectful. Um, so just some negative negativity for sure on my end, but for the most part, it was a great community. Uh, while it was around, it was, you know, uplifting for the most part, you know, you get off stage and you fist bump a fellow comedian. And I mean, you don't have to tell me good set. It's just like, you know, it's just like a fist bump just for going up there. And it, it was that fist bump of like solitude it was it was nice it was nice and I definitely miss it I definitely miss it um I've been doing stand up since April 2018 yeah I think I said that already so minus however many months from the coronavirus fucking all of it up but I've been super fortunate in the fact that I've been able to deliver the mail constantly. I've been able to keep having a, a continuous income. Like that's been super, super awesome. And my wife has been able to continue working. So I have, like, we have both been super fortunate. And uh, I can't take that for granted. I just can't. Um. 
my comedy career has uh has has been so far you know just mostly open mics i you know did a show every other friday where i could book uh whoever i wanted and i would host a show that was something that i looked forward to and you know it was every payday every time i got paid i had a, a stand up comedy show it was great and i booked some other uh, venues for a while and you know i just wanted to create opportunities for people like we have a a, a couple of people in columbia south carolina where i live that you know wanted to do comedy full time here and so with me booking shows and stuff i wanted that to create an opportunity for them to make a living like that was something that i i really did uh pride myself on it's just like having the shows that i was doing and putting money in people's pocket you know like that feeling of just like i don't i don't want to say providing like they're providing for themselves by being good at comedy and getting booked but like it, it's i don't know how to explain it it's just like a, a good feeling it's just helping out and you know it's it's granted you know on their part because they were good at comedy like i I seriously didn't look at anything other than how good somebody was on stage for me to book them i i didn't care about their politics i didn't care about like how cool they were to be around like if they kill on stage that's what I booked them for. That's literally it. Like that that was it. And you know, I definitely pride myself on that as well. I got a lot of pride, a lot of ego. Um but with that comes the self sabotage for sure of just downing myself and getting down on myself. I definitely went through some bad depression for a while to a point where it's like I didn't want to get out of bed didn't want to fucking watch TV didn't want to do anything and I have since uh, you know decided to look for answers elsewhere I am taking uh, medication for it and it's helped me tremendously uh, I talk about this in a future episode but I'm putting it out there now uh, in this re-recording because why not it's not even a topic. Let me get to these topics. Uh, but yeah, this, the medication has helped me a lot. Um, I would recommend it if you do have depression. Seeing a, a fucking doctor that can tell you what you need for sure. Because, uh, you know, the doctor said something really uh, awesome to me. They were like, you know, if you had a cholesterol problem... I would prescribe something to you. It's it's the same thing, except for it's your brain. And so, just working on my brain. And, uh, yeah. Uh, my optimism was naive in the past. Rent, financial struggle, life, and how I steered away from being optimistic because of that. Being a natural optimist... In the past, it took the form of naivety. Na- naivety? I think that's how you would say that. 
Now I take that optimism and put facts behind it, whatever the fuck that means. So that's literally a topic that I wrote. Um, yeah. My optimism. I guess I am just naturally optimistic, just thinking everything will be okay. And I think that is a part of my childhood for sure. Just I would get in trouble most of the time and then think or I would know that it was going to be okay because my stepbrother took the blame most of the time and my stepdad bailed me out of any kind of trouble I ever got in because he was a police officer. You know, he said, call me any time you get in trouble. That's literally what he told me. And I was spoiled, spoiled my whole life. And that led to definitely some uh, narcissism, you know, some big ego problems. It's led to a plethora of of problems. I would suggest against helicopter parenting if you are a parent. Um, yeah, my parents didn't let me go to any parties in high school didn't, you know, let me out of their sight, basically. And, you know, that just made it to where when I got to community college, I went batshit crazy because I was finally free. It was like unleashing a beast. It was like, yeah, I can do what the hell I want now. And in the second episode, I talk about what all I did in community college, all the craziness that ensued. Um... So I won't talk too much about that, but definitely, uh, yeah, went a little nuts so in community college. Um, my depression slash addiction, and how I've told myself what makes me depressed, and how the quarantine has helped me realize what makes me happy. Yeah. Okay. So with this, it's like I thought that going out to the bars to do stand-up comedy and stuff was what kept the depression away. And, you know, for the most part, it did. But, uh, you know, it still still stays around. Um, even when I was going out and doing that. So it's like the depression stayed with me even when I thought I was doing what made me happy. Uh so that's why I figured out it was like a, like my therapist said that it's probably like a chemical imbalance. So that's why I'm dealing with it professionally now. Uh, but what makes me happy is uh, being with my wife. Being with my wife makes me happier than anything. I, I can't imagine being without her. And I'm super lucky that she married me. And... Yeah, she's awesome. Like, she's the greatest person ever. I keep trying to convince her to do the podcast. We'll see if that ever happens. Because, like, her viewpoint on things is so unique and, like, layered. So many layers behind her thoughts. Whereas mine are basically, like, the first thing that comes to mind is what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, self-sabotage being harsh and how you have to want to help yourself 
I'll look at my writing and say a kid wrote it. Now let's teach this kid how to write. Yeah. Definitely harsh on myself. That being harsh on yourself stuff really starts to make you depressed. You can't be harsh on yourself. You have to forgive yourself. Even if you're in a rut, you know, you'll get out of the rut. You just got to stick with it, man. Just Or woman, just stick with it and you'll get out of it. Get out of that rut. Don't be harsh on yourself. Just take it day by day. Uh, Yeah, I hate my writing most of the time, but I'm learning to accept it. Um, I would tell myself, like, yeah, a kid wrote this. Now, the way you have to look at it is say, let's let's help this kid. Let's teach this kid. If a kid did write it, let's let's coach him. And so, that's that's helped sure. Uh, adult life and having a significant other to hold their life in your hands, learning to listen. And learn from mistakes. Yep, I said some of that about learning from my mistakes because of my wife. And adult life and having a significant other. Uh, Yeah, like every decision you make uh, as an adult with a significant other has to be ran through them as well. Like any decision, like if it affects them, which most of the time it does, they need to be included like that was a big part of my earlier problems like in the relationship it's just like i'd make decisions that i thought wouldn't affect her but they did and when you make those decisions without your significant others uh you know blessing you're you're really screwing yourself up you're starting going to start an argument 100% Uh, sorry for that loud noise. Uh, being myself, what makes me laugh? Yeah. Uh, I definitely would say that I like risky humor. Definitely some, uh, like, Anthony Jeselnik is, is a big comedian that I can think of. It's just like, I don't want to say risky, but just like towing the line. Yeah, Not towing the line, but... You know, he's got his foot on the line. He's he's saying these things that, you know, like he's talking about dropping babies and stuff. And it's just like most people would find that subject. It's just like, oh, you would hurt a baby? That's that's horrible. It's just like that's the kind of humor I like. Like if you can have a good punchline on something that most people consider could never be funny. It's just like, good for you. Like, that's great. Like, I want more of that. And that's the hardest thing in comedy, in in my opinion, is to do, is to take these subjects and tackle them with a nuanced perspective and also be funny. Because that's really the main goal, is to be funny. And so if you've figured out some sort of way to be funny about a topic that is you know, frowned upon, whatever. It's like double kudos. Like, that is the shit. Like, that. that's what I like. And, uh, you know, most of the time, you know, like I said, I've, I've tried suicide jokes. And, you know, suicide is obviously something people can take very uh, sensitively. You know, very very serious thing you know 
It's just like a lot of us, including myself, have known people that have committed suicide. And, you know, not a lot of people want to laugh about that. So, <clears throat> which is why it's like even more impressive and amazing to to comedy and the craft. It's just like taking something like that and making people laugh about it. So, that's that's my type of humor, for sure. Um, knowing my wife is getting over a mistake I made that upset her when she jokes about it. Because joking is a way to get through things. So if I tell her too soon, that's halting me being forgiven. LOL. Right. So with this, it's like people say there's like too soon for a joke. Like too soon. Come on, too soon. But here's the thing. If I made a mistake and my wife is upset at me and she's not talking to me and then all of a sudden she makes a joke. She's like, if you wouldn't have bought that podcast equipment, you know, we wouldn't be in this. Or if you wouldn't have done, you know, some sort of joke. Say I bought podcast equipment. That was the mistake I made. And she makes a joke about said podcast equipment. I can't tell her that it's too soon to tell that joke. Because her joking about it means that she is on a path to forgiving me. Think about that. If she's joking about it, that means she's getting over it. Okay? Jokes are a way of getting through things. There's been so many jokes about the coronavirus. And that's because people want to get over it. People want to get through things. And, you know, jokes are a way to fucking do that. I believe that. So... Which is why people make jokes about horrible things. It's just like, yeah, these are horrible things that happened. And people are sad or upset about it. So, joking about it is like, in my opinion, this is obviously my opinion, I'm fucking, it's my own podcast, but it's just, uh, it's just a way to get over things. I keep repeating that. And, I'm out of topics already, 25 minutes in. This is not how I anticipated re-recording episode one. I was hoping to be a lot more funny, but these are not very funny topics. I am at a loss now, so it's like I kind of want to hit pause on the podcast. I kind of want to just start over. I kind of, like I'm 26 minutes in, that was a lot to just give up on. I've done that too many times to just give up on an episode like six minutes in and then just like, oh, let me restart. And that's like, man, I'm on my high horse this episode. I wanted it to be funny, but I'm on my high horse. But like starting the episode over, it's just like such perfectionism to perfectionalism. I don't even know how you would say it. But it's it's like an aggravating level of perfectionism. If I'm if I'm gonna sit there and, and you know start the episode over six minutes in, 
Like nothing can be perfect in six minutes. So I don't even know if I'm going to fucking have this as the first episode or the regular first episode as the first episode. At this point, it's like, it's not going to be perfect. (laughs) This shit is not going to be perfect. And, you know, I definitely have some funny episodes. Uh, I've got some good topics coming up in the future. And I'm also, like, looking forward to doing some topical things. It's just, like, I haven't been able to talk about anything going on because, you know, like, I recorded most episodes, like, months ago. And so being able to talk about, like, topical things is, like, something I'm really looking forward to. And since I am recording this uh, very recently, I could talk about something topical right now. And so I think I'm going to take that opportunity and talk about saving the post office. That's been a big thing. It's just like save the post office. I found it hilarious that Trump tweeted that. It's just like save the post office. Like you're the one that's kind of sabotaging this shit, man. And you're going to tweet that? But I think we'll be okay. I mean, we've been around for 200 years, 200 plus years. It's like nothing's going to bring us down. Like we just got new scanners. You know what I mean? Like, we just got fancy scanners. Like, we used to have these big blocks, still like a brick, as a scanner. And now we have basically a cell phone as a scanner. It's it's super fancy. It's super nice. And I, I did have a joke that I would tell people on my route. It had two variations of the joke, right? So, if I thought that they were, you know, a little bit risque on the on the sense of humor I had one version of the joke and if I thought that they were a little bit more contemporary I had a different version of the joke but I would show them the scanner and be like yeah we got these new scanners and I'd show them the scanner and be like yeah and they'd be like yeah that's nice yeah and I'd be like yeah it's kind of like a cell phone and then if they were contemporary I'd ha- the joke would be uh, I'm trying to figure out how to download Candy Crush on it you know something like that but if I thought that they appreciated some, you know, risque humor, I'd be like, yeah, it's super fancy. I'm trying to figure out how to download porn on it. And so that's that's really, you know, the, the comedic outlet other than this podcast that I've, I've been doing is just telling the same jokes at work. And, uh, yeah. Uh, I will talk a little bit about the coronavirus timeline. The timeline of just like March was when the shit really hit America. And they started shutting everything down. And I remember it was like one person at the post office that was wearing a mask. I think in like February. (laughs) And (laughs) I'll never forget this. It was uh, this guy who's from New York that saw her and I was talking to someone else and I was like yeah talk about uh the girl over there and then he's from New York and he walks over he's like oh you're talking about the coronavirus chick and he's like walked over (laughs) and said that because he knew we were talking about her it was just hilarious because like 
no one was wearing masks back then. It was just like the back in the normal days. Ah, oh, man, I I really I know this this isn't the most upbeat thing, but I just really miss like how much freedom we had. It's just like the freedom to be in a room full of people. You know, it's just like the freedom to to make a whole room laugh. The freedom to just walk around and do whatever we wanted, and then gone. It's it's no, like it's no doubt. There's no question. Like it's, you just know that there's a reason to be sad. Because things have changed and it's made everybody change. Like everyone has had to go through the same change as far as, uh, like I said, like having a room full of people. Like we just can't do that anymore. And, uh, you know, I don't know if vaccines are the answer. I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but I think people need to socialize I think people need to be around their friends I think people need constant love and attention and interaction and uh, when you're social distancing and staying in your house like if that lockdown would have went further it's just like I don't know how how well people's mental state is or was from that uh so there's plenty to be sad about, but there's nothing you can do to change it. Like I can't change the coronavirus. I can't change how soon or how late vaccines come. Like I can't change that people will want to get vaccinated. I can't change anything. And so it's like, you can't really worry too much about things you can't change. One thing you can change though is yourself and I think I've changed a whole lot uh, from this podcast and and from just developing uh, as an entertainer and you know this episode hasn't been the funniest and I might hate it later but I think it will be the the one that I pick as the first episode so I can change myself and I have changed and uh you know, this has been the first episode of the Don't Go Postal podcast. I really hope you all enjoyed it. And trust me, there there are some funny episodes and of, of the podcast coming up. And uh, I just hope you stick around for those. All right? I'm looking forward to hearing what you all have to say. Again, email me, don'tgopostalpodcast at gmail.com. Just tell me something to talk about. I'll talk about anything. All right? Stay sane out there. And uh, don't go postal. Peace.